hi to all of you, and thank you for being interested in how life works, my favorite topic. I just finished reading yet another quantum physics book for lay people, of course, and it's so exciting every time I do that and find all of these scientific people believe the same thing that is presented and has been presented down through the ages in teachings of non-duality, including, of course, A Course in Miracles. So that's marvelous because we keep getting confirmation that we're on the right track. And of course, what being on the right track means is that everything we've been taught and everything we believe is 180 degrees off that there is no separation. There aren't a big batch of separate things that somehow have to learn how to get along, that there's only oneness. There's only one oneness, and we are each it, that the time-space matrix, as we have always believed, existing as some kind of separate real commodity and objects and things somehow fit in it, All that goes out the window. So with time going out the window, past and future goes out the window as non-existent, just something we pretend like but isn't really so. Well, that's consistent with the teachings of the Course that says not just little things, but all of the big foundational beliefs are 180 degrees off. No wonder we're so confused. So I want to tell you about an experience that I think can be helpful to all of us. A long time ago, I was meditating with a friend and went into some kind of a fabulous altered consciousness state. And this was a deeply felt experience. This was not just some intellectual observation. And the experience was recognizing that shift from the we or the oneness to that sense of I, separate self, the egoic I. And the shift was so tiny, like a fly speck compared to the reality of all there is. Such a tiny, tiny little shift, but we panicked and tried to fix it. Oh my, then one thing led to another. The more we tried to fix this, the more problems we created. So with this first terrible belief that we could leave, it seemed like we did. And then we really got locked in to this illusion of time and space, of separate beings, of leaving home. Seems like we've left home, but illusions aren't the proof of anything And none of that happened. So the teaching I was given was never try to solve a problem. You just declare there's not a problem. That's not the same thing as repressing where you still think there's a problem, but you're just denying it, covering it up, and pretending like it's not there. The reason there's nothing to do or figure out or try harder about is that nothing has happened that requires fixing oneness is still intact because our mind adopted an alien idea didn't mean that anything about reality was ruined. So this teaching was don't pray, don't ask for, don't be on a path, don't try to have blocks removed, don't try to figure out or fix or heal or resolve because all of those statements reinforce the notion that we actually 
separated, that it's me versus you, or it, as the case may be, that time and space is real, it's out there, objects, things, situations are real and out there and not me. Ah, what a mess. A Course in Miracles says, your only problem is that you think you've separated and become a thing, but you haven't, so you actually have no problem. And our quest is to simply change our minds about all these fundamental notions that we've adopted that have confused us no end. So all our difficulty is associated with this pretend-like-but-not-real, egoic I sense of separation, the thing that seemed to leave but didn't because it couldn't. If we talk about energy fields, this I frequency is a lower frequency, and when we operate at that frequency, it makes happiness and abundance and all the good things of life impossible because that's not the frequency where abundance occurs. You probably recognize when some people's energy seems really dense and all about me. It's like they're just stuck in a place where nothing can work for them. So the solution is to simply declare there's no problem. Claim your inheritance, and you can only do that when we're vibrating at a level that this particular instruction called we-ness. In other words, W-E-ness, N-E-S-S, which is just another way of talking about oneness. But while it seems like there are a lot of separated things, at least we can now begin to collect them all by referring to all of us as we. The Holy Spirit is the we-ness of us that knows perfectly well nothing ever happened, we never left. There's nowhere to go if we're already everything and everywhere. So tapping into the idea of we-ness and loving that idea is to be filled with the Holy Spirit if you want to use that terminology. Now, Jesus healed by knowing perfectly well that there's no problem. He still heals today by knowing there's not a problem. And as we move toward this inclusive kind of thinking of we-ness and everything is important and lovable and has a right to be here, we start operating at a higher frequency, the we-ness frequency, and that's where the goodies vibrate, so to speak, abundance and love and joy. And interestingly and paradoxically, what seems like our individual guidance comes through identifying with we. And as we do that, moving into an experience of oneness, which is the truth of us, is inevitable. Thank God. So we want to be sure to include everything within this focus of we because of this higher vibration rate. And because this converts to the experience of oneness, we just finally can vibrate at the frequency of joy. So, rather than trying to go out and get knowledge or abundance as if it's not you already, you want to simply expand your definition of yourself to include the desired thing. Then there's nothing adversarial. It's all we. You just claim what is already part of you as part of you.
And you can't feel truly whole unless you include and experience everything as part of yourself. And it's also a marvelous aside when you think, well, what about the people who are never introduced to this? It's been proven by meditators and beyond that as this collective we energy becomes stronger, it pulls in or entrains the people who are still lost and stuck in the I'm a separate person idea. So our quantum physicist friends will say that what appears to be our time and space world, where it seems to have separate objects doing whatever they're doing, are caused by algorithms in the mind. And what's an algorithm? Well, it's like a recurring computational procedure. In other words, something that's repeated over and over again. So if we want things to be different, if we want the beautiful world that's our birthright, here's what we're going to have to do. So at one level, we might call it rewiring our brains or changing the algorithms in our minds, which we can think of as our habitual beliefs. We're ruling our experience all along. So if we decide to love and to accept everything and to proclaim everything as beloved and lovable and watch your world change... It is absolutely true that as you change that habitual thinking, the time and space so-called objects in your world have no choice but to change because of that intimate oneness between what's in our mind and what appears to be in our world. But don't forget, the world we're creating through our beliefs lives in the one mind. There's no out there after all. Lots to think about. I hope you listen to this over and over because it's the only way to go if you want to experience a fabulous life. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.